0: Hey, you got him with this one, Doc. It's so, so full. Let's take him back. Come on. Hey, remember back in the block, in the summertime when the sidewalk got so boiling hot, that the heat from the street almost melted your flip flops, or burnt through your new shoes, what is up? Uh, Welcome, welcome, welcome on my
1: doodadders, future fathers, potential parents, and everyone else tuning in. This is Dad Hard with a podcast, and as always, I am your host, Mo Green. On this week's episode, we are going to talk about the massive developmental leap slash independence revolution that is being a 15-month-old child. Also, I'm going to jump into kind of the complete mindfuck and schedule disaster that comes along with Daylight Savings Time. Uh, and then after the musical break, in lieu of a guest this week, I am giving my dads, my parents out there, some true quality insight and information as I am going to give you all the official dad hard guide to disney plus yes if you learn how to navigate disney plus with your kid you are going to be so much happier especially when you got to wake up a little bit earlier in the morning and not just a little bit probably hour hour and a half two hours earlier coming off daylight savings time trust me i did it i know this stuff um for you first time listeners that don't know me yet i am Your host, Mo Green, and I'm just a dad who talks to other dads to learn how to be a dad uh, and get through this whole fatherhood thing. So, welcome to the show. This is Dad Hard with a podcast. Let's dive into this adventure together as we are all a part of the Fatherhood Brotherhood. And that said, to connect on Fatherhood Brotherhood, shoot us an email at dadhardpod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at dadhardpod.com check out the website at wedadhard.com, where this episode will be right at the top and you can get your ultimate guide to Disney Plus, as well as learn how to navigate the nuclear bomb that is Daylight Savings Time. But before we jump into this week's episode, I do want to give a huge shout out to my guest last week, uh, writer Joe Cohane, who authored, among a million other things, authored a recent Men's Health Magazine article about postpartum depression in early fatherhood and in new dads. Uh, it is was a phenomenal article and the interview that we did together last week was even more phenomenal uh, and so phenomenal that it was the most listened to episode in a single week since the first episode of Dad Hard with a Podcast and that was episode 52. So uh, I want to thank Joe. We did a deep dive into the sickness disease the he calls it an epidemic uh that is postpartum depression in men we even touched a little bit on postpartum depression in women and new moms um it is truly phenomenal uh and the biggest thing about it is that nobody really knows what it is that it exists and people that do know that it exists don't talk about it so this is a fantastic conversation to have um an article was even better uh, because he actually got true insight from about four of us dads about our experiences and including his own. So definitely check that out. Definitely check out last week's episode. It will be on wedadhard.com right under this one. So it's super easy for you guys to get. If you are not going on a website and you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please give us a five-star rating and follow and drop a comment. If you like the show, if you hate the show, it doesn't matter just hit us with a little comment let me know let us know what we can do to make it better let us know what we can do or what we are doing correctly to make you love it so uh, please do that five star rating and a comment we very much appreciate it but now we are going to go into this week's development it is episode 53 of Dead hard with a podcast and week 67 of dadding, which means my daughter has officially crossed the threshold of being 15 months. Um, And uh, it is a huge developmental leap. I talk here all the time there are these huge developmental leaps that you don't expect to come. There's one at like, you know, five months. There's one at seven months. There, there's these off-kilter d- developments. Like you think it's going to happen at six months, but it really doesn't happen at seven months. You think it's going to happen at nine months, but it doesn't. It If it ha- doesn't happen at seven months, it happens at eight months. Maybe it happens at 10. You know, it's these off-kilter things. So 15 months is another milestone that you don't think about. But as far as development is concerned, it is just a massive leap that they go through. And I don't even know why. I don't even know what's changing in their DNA. I I, I don't really understand it. Um, But it is very apparent. Um, And I also think that it comes along with The process of walking and talking, which, you know, a lot of kids out there, there is no norm, but a lot of kids by, you know, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 months are walking and talking pretty well. And at that point, this leap really starts going full speed ahead because this is the first point where they can be an independent human being. And I've talked about in the last couple of weeks how my daughter is just trying to explore everything. She's walking, she's talking, she's saying no a lot. But now it's the real independence that she wants, right? She's not just saying no because she knows the word no. She's saying no as a cord cutting device for her dependency on myself and my wife. And and again, this goes on with the walking thing, right? Because it's like when she's walking now, Before, when we were at the playground, she would reach up for my hand. She wasn't sure of herself. She needed the extra support to walk confidently. Now she can walk confidently. And I'm standing there in the playground trying to reach down for her hand. And she's like, no. And shaking her head. She doesn't want to hold my hand. She's just darting full speed ahead. And I'm like chasing her down. And then I'm like trying to play defense on her. You know trying to corral her into one side or the other. So that she's not going to get kicked in the face. By some kid on the monkey bars. Um, But she just really wants her independence. And she wants to explore everything even more now. Right. So the last time this type of a massive developmental leap happened. Was when she started crawling right she got this whole sense of independence again but you know then there are limitations to that so she's kind of got back to being dependent if she wants to get up to something she needs to be you know picked up or whatever now she can reach for shit she's almost ready to start turning the door handles and opening the doors she's trying to reach on the top of her like um her her toy cabinet and trying to pull herself up almost to to try to get on it. She's trying to climb on a bed. She's trying to do all these different things. and, And more things are coming into her eyesight. More things are coming into her reach. More things are coming into her focus. And that plus walking plus... Wanting to cut this dependency cord, you know, and have full independence is just leading to a crazy stress limit that that I'm at. Like, I am just like, oh my God, she's going to pull something down on her head. Oh my God, she's going to run into some kid's foot. You know, um, it's wild and she just doesn't want my help. Um, It's less like she's 15 months and more like she's 15 years because I have a feeling that this is going to be a precursor to what teenage daughter having is going to be like as well. Uh, But it is a massive, massive, massive developmental leap that I was not expecting at all. Speaking about not expecting at all, you now throw that into the mix with Daylight Savings Time coming up this last week and it was nutty. I was actually just talking to former guest of my Michael List on um, text message just earlier today and we were just both talking about how insane it's been and how much our schedule and our planning and our sleep aggregation has plummeted since the daylight savings time like last Saturday. We only, we were supposed to gain an hour, right? And when you're a single person, Right? You're single, you don't have kids. Not even if you're single, if you don't have kids, you're like, yeah, daylight savings, I'm getting an extra hour. I could go out, go out an hour later because I'm getting an hour back, and I could just wake up, have a lazy Sunday, watch my football. You know, the Jets suck, Giants suck, but well, who cares? I got an extra hour of sleep. But when you have a kid, <laughs> There is no extra hour of sleep. As a matter of fact, I lost like two hours of sleep. It was crazy. She was up at almost, she was on a pace of waking up at like 7, 7.30, right? Which is fantastic. Sometimes she was sleeping until 8 o'clock. It's a beautiful thing. She's sleeping 13 hours. Oh my God. It's amazing. But now, as soon as daylight savings time hit, she has not slept past 6.30 yet to date. And it's been Almost a week. Yes, that is part of the reason why this podcast is coming to you late. Because I have not been able to time manage properly after Daylight Savings Time. It is just really fucking everything up, you know. And and it's weird because you think that everybody would want that extra sleep. And your body would just kind of chemically, organically react to that. Um, But this is, this wasn't. They, she woke up almost on the Sunday closer to 5 a.m. than she did to 7 a.m. It was a nightmare. And I'm still paying for it right now. So, parents, beware of Daylight Savings Time. Plan for it. You know, if I could, I probably would let just keep my daughter up an extra hour on, on that night, on the night before. Just so she maybe would sleep that extra hour. But... Uh, She just, she was up. She was ready to go. She did not care. 6.30. um, Thank God for Disney Plus. (laughs) You know, I told you at the top of the show, we're going to be jumping into a dad hard guide, full guide to Disney Plus. And when I say a full guide, I'm talking, you know, I'm going to get it. I did really deep dive here, right? When I was up at almost five o'clock in the morning with my daughter this past Saturday with Daylight Savings. I needed something to do. I was like, I was, I was not ready for her to be banging on her pots and pans and screaming at the top for lungs and running around and banging on stuff. And I needed to wipe the sleep out of my eye and get acclimated to the day and all this stuff. So what did I do? I grabbed my daughter. I put her on the couch. I said, "Okay, she's really into Elsa. Right? She's really into Elsa. Really been loving Frozen. She can sit through like almost half to to seventy percent of the movie." Let me see what else we can get going on here. So I put on the movie Brave. I said, i would never seen it. I like my animated movies, man. It's about a little princess with wild red hair. My daughter's probably going to have some hair looking similar. Uh, let's put it on. And it was a great fucking movie. It was great. It was phenomenal. I watched the whole thing. She sat with me, basically watched the whole thing. And by basically watched the whole thing, I mean, she probably got up after about 30, 40 minutes and started doing her thing. But I didn't care because I was watching the movie. It was a great movie. After that, I took her back. I put on Tangled. i have never seen that either. I was like, oh, Rapunzel? Cool. I'm in. Throw it on. Let Aurora, come on. Get on the couch. We are watching it. And we watched like a bunch of uh, of these Disney movies together. And it and it's happened as I've woken up with her over the course of the last week. I've been throwing on these movies. Uh, you know, previously we haven't been really doing movies with her. Trying to li- limit screen time and try to keep it to educational television. Sesame Street, Simple Songs, Baby Einstein. Uh, you know, even Doherty Explorer. Maybe we should pick up some Spanish. You know what I mean? But, um... Uh, we, I started doing these Disney movies and then I was like, I, was, I fell into the Disney plus rabbit hole, right? I was like, ah, i never seen this. Oh, they got 101 Dalmatians. Oh, I haven't seen that in decades. I just started falling into this Disney rabbit hole. And I was like, you know, there are a lot of terrible movies here, but there are a lot of great ones. And it's really uh, important as a parent, if you are going to bring TV into the mix, you have to find, you have to walk that, that fine line, right? Between TV that you can stand and TV that your child enjoys, right? So you got to kind of put them together. And Disney Plus is like a perfect, perfect blend of that because you can relive your childhood. You can just watch, you know, so it's a new movies easy watching, you know that you don't really have to pay attention to. It's not like some Denzel Washington movie, you know, The Pelican Brief and you're trying to figure out the mystery of it all. No, you're watching freaking The Incredibles run around as a family of superheroes and knock down rocket ships. You know, you don't have to pay attention to it that much. You can kind of zone in and out. And on top of that, it's something that your child or your children can enjoy, right? There's thousands of hours, hundreds of movies that all consist of the same combination of bright colors, easy watching, you know, fun-loving animals. Like, who doesn't love fun-loving animals? You know what I mean? Timon and Pumbaa? Come on, bro. Who doesn't love Timon and Pumbaa, Right? Uh, so fun-loving animals, there's always an animal, and like pretty princesses, you know what pretty princesses, pretty princes, pretty heroes, whatever you want to say, you know, however you want to play it. They're full of them, and it just makes for an enjoying time, both for your child and for you, and for a connection and a bond that you can have with them, right? I always I remember when I was little and how many how many of you guys remember when you were little you would always watch like sat- Saturday or Sunday morning cartoons with one of your parents, right? Or or by yourself even, you know. That's like a thing you love doing that, you know. When I grew up it was Ren and Stimpy and and Rugrats and Doug, you know. These kids now they have Disney Plus. You can relive all of that childhood with them. You know what I mean? I could show my daughter The Lion King and Aladdin and Beauty and the Beast, Pocahontas and Snow White and Fantasia. And that's not to mention all the Marvel and Star Wars and National Geographic. They have everything. It's beautiful. So what I did in lieu of a guest this week is I kind of did a breakdown. I did a deep dive into Disney+. Plus. I watched a shit ton of Disney animated movies. And I kind of put together some different packages a little bit of a guide for you guys to 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 go by when watching Disney Plus with your kids, right? I put together what, what are the best movies, what movies that you think would be the best because they were great when you grew up now are terrible and they don't hold up, and what movies to absolutely stay as far away from as possible. I even threw in kind of like the underrated movies that you would never think about watching, and then you throw them on, and you're just like, ah, okay, Spies in Disguise, it yeah, has Will Smith, it yeah, has Tom Holland i'll check it out great movie me and my wife watched it without my daughter um it was it, so there are these underrated animated movies on, on there also that are just that are just really great so i'm gonna jump into a musical break and on the other side it's gonna be the dad hard god to disney plus
0: the days before you got blazed and lost in the haze, remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine, right, right. remember back in the days before you had brains or cared about your ways, remember back in the times when being just a kid was fine, right, Remember the sandbox? Little both ball felt like the sand lock. I was the bambino, the salt on the swap. And Doc was more like Benny the Jack. And we are Jack with this week's
1: episode of Dad Hard with a podcast. And as always, once that music break hits, it is Well, I guess not as always because there is no guest segment this week. You are just getting more of yours truly. Uh, But we are going to do a special segment on this side of the musical break. In lieu of having a guest, I did a deep dive into Disney Plus because it is a beautiful tool to use to ask. time on a rainy day on an early early morning on a late night when your child can't sleep right they're crying and crying and crying you you want to try to calm them down you can always call on the ever present the always helpful disney plus app Thousands of hours of animated and Disney content. What kid doesn't like their Disney content? I loved it growing up. I still love it now. And now my daughter has started to love it. I've talked the past few weeks about how she's become absolutely obsessed with Frozen and Elsa. One of the best movies on Disney+. Plus. Period. End of story. I do not blame her. I've watched it 1,400 times in the last week and a half. I love it. I'm a fan. Elsa... I'll ride with you till the death, um, but uh, but no, I, I did this deep dive into Disney Plus because it's been just really helpful with the whole changing of the times. My daughter's been waking up early. She had an episode the other night where she didn't go to sleep on time. She was up until almost ten o'clock, just like crying. She wouldn't calm down, um, and and it was it's just a good way to to get some easy watching stuff that's not too crazy. They don't need to be. Like develop to like understand what's going on because there's animals and colors and, you know, cartoons running around. There's music so they can dance and they can sing along with it and all this type of stuff. It makes for very easy watching. uh And then from a standpoint of a parent there's a lot of good stuff on there. There's a lot of good animated movies that are actually like good movies. Like I said, Frozen, it's a really good movie, you know? Um, So I don't mind now watching it all the time, my daughter. Now, this was what led me to try to expand her horizons and show her some other movies. But of all the things that we watched, I kind of did a breakdown of, of what I found were the top movies there that are both enjoyable to watch together as parent and child not just from parents side but they're they're movies that the kids are gonna love but you can also enjoy as a parent then i did ones that you need to absolutely stay away from like freaking wreck it ralph terrible um fantastic mr fox terrible uh you know there are a bunch of there are a bunch of ones on there that are doo-doo trash i'm not gonna lie to you this is dad hard with a podcast we give it to you real you know i'm not gonna lie Sugarcoat, there's some bad movies. Then there are also movies that you would think would be terrible, right? They look awful. The name sounds horrendous, but you throw it on randomly. You're like, I've never seen this before. The cast seems good. Might as well try it so I don't have to watch Frozen again or Tangled again, or Lion King again, you know, you get tired of watching the same movies over and over again. So, you want to find different ones that maybe you've never heard of. And it's also always great to watch something new, you know. Uh, So, I've actually thrown in some underrated titles in there. And then i put together a list of ones that were childhood favorites that just don't hold up in the new times uh and they're just better ones on the platform for you to watch so with no further ado i welcome you to the dad hard god to disney plus um i'm gonna start with the best ones right there are kind of 10 here that are just must watches if you're gonna introduce disney plus Gotta start with these 10. You got a couple of classics. You got a couple of newbies. You got some real classics. Uh, and, and one that's a real, real, real true classic. One of the first Disney movies that ever came out that is actually still one of the best movies they've ever done is Alice in Wonderland. It is just phenomenal. I watched it the other day and it is still as creepy as I remember it with with the, with the caterpillar uh, and, and the Cheshire Cat and the Mad Hatter. It's a crazy movie uh you know for us dads and 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 uh, and parents out there that you know dabbled in some extracurricular activities uh you get to live relive that life because whoever did that movie was clearly on a whole hell of a lot of drugs and that's what the movie is all about so that is like a fun rewatch as an adult to just see like god damn it's like listening to pink floyd right or listening to yellow submarine by the beatles you're just like yo these guys must have been on so many goddamn drugs that they just created this greatness but alice in wonderland phenomenal movie one of the first disney movies made and it still holds up to date it's fantastic the other classics that are in that realm are the jungle book which is fantastic and a fantastic watch for kids because it's all animals right what kid doesn't like a big grizzly bear singing about being a friend you know what i mean it's just fantastic the little mermaid is still great i thought it was going to be better I'm not going to lie. I thought it was going to be better and hold up a little bit to a higher caliber. Uh, As I remember it, when I was a kid, I was surprised my daughter wasn't as into it as I thought she would be, especially because she was really into Finding Nemo. That's also on this list, but I'll get to that in a second. Uh, But Little Mermaid is still classic. It's still great. Ursula is still petrifying. Um, And then you got Aladdin and the Lion King. And those two are just classic movies in general. Some people are going to argue you should throw Beauty and the Beast in there. I was never a Beauty and the Beast fan. My daughter's not a Beauty and the Beast fan. She didn't find the candlestick moving and the clock talking entertaining. So neither do I. There you go. I'm sorry. Beauty and the Beast fans, I apologize. Not on the list. You don't need to watch it. You can skip it. If you're going to watch it, watch the real version um, with with Emma Watson or whatever. Uh, But Aladdin and the Lion King are two of the best movies ever. In the history of the world, they're still great. It is terrible that they made live-action um, versions of them. What they should have done, is they should have made new versions of both of them with the updated animation technology that they have now. If you adapted that to The Lion King story, did the exact same movie, just updated anima- animation, oh my God, it would be absolutely incredible. But The Lion King is just it's one of my favorite movies of all time. It always will be. Uh, and and my daughter loved it. Again, how can you not like all these little animals running around? And who, Timon and Pumbaa, who doesn't like Timon and Pumbaa? Bill Pumbaa talks about farting and clearing out an entire freaking Amazon. Like, who doesn't get down with that? You know what I mean? Um, but it's great. The, the, the It's funny because the cast is like, you think that the cast would be better, right? You got like uh, Nathan Lane and... Uh, Uh, that's it. James Earl Jones and there's nobody else in it, right? Um, But it's, it's a really fantastic movie and Aladdin is the same way. Uh, They never should have touched it. They should have left those classics as is. Uh, So those class those are the classics that still hold up. Um, and I was surprised by that. I was surprised. I thought some of them would be worse. Like I said, I was surprised by Little Mermaid not holding up as much as I would have liked, but my daughter was into it a little bit. So I I, I put it up there. Jungle Book really surprised me by still being just fantastic. Um, the New Age classic, that I will that that that's on this list. That's always phenomenal. Is Toy Story. That was the real change in that technology, and you can see it. But the story is great. You got Tom Hanks fighting. You got Buzz Lightyear thinking he's not a toy. It's it's really great. It's funny. It's it's a really enjoyable watch, even 25 years later than than when it was made. Um, and then in that same vein, Ratatouille. Is fantastic. Uh, I believe my wife and I watched that without my daughter again. uh, I think it started by being watched with my wife and my daughter. And then it just ended up being me and my wife watching it while my daughter was like in bed or something like that. Um, And then Frozen, I've mentioned a bunch of times on this podcast. It is actually a fantastic movie. Um, And then we get to finding, Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo is... I I love The Lion King, but it actually might be the best Disney movie ever made. My daughter loved it. You have all... You want to talk about entertaining and attractive visuals for little kids it is the ultimate it's about water what kid doesn't like fish you know what i mean it doesn't like like water creatures they're all so colorful it has all these colors the one thing it's missing is the music aspect of it but dory is just such an entertaining character that you can't deny how entertaining the movie is it's captivating it's emotional and i'm talking very passionately about an animated movie right now and i can't believe it uh but finding nemo phenomenal it is an absolute must watch for you and your kids and the last one on this list i talked about these underrated ones right this jumped from underrated to an absolute must watch um it is. It might be the second best Disney movie that I've that I've ever seen. Uh, I think it's better than Lion King all the way around, um, for all the reasons that I that I spoke about. My daughter was super into it, and that is Coco. Coco. Not a lot of you know about Coco. Coco is a fantastic fucking movie it is about this kid who finds out that his great-grandfather is a is a a famous musician and he tries to go back who a famous musician who died and he tries to find him by going into the dead world during day of the dead in mexico and trying to find it it is awesome the music is great the musicianship is great you know what I mean you can hear it's it's about a guitar player so you hear a lot of the guitar it's more musical like instrument wise than most of the other Disney movies allow for you know most of them are just all you know song related and and voice related this is really like instrument related and it's fantastic that is just it's so visually pleasing the story is great if you don't know about Coco, you need to get on Coco. Coco is probably the best, one of the top three best movies on a platform, and that includes Iron Man. All right, it includes Star Wars. That it is fantastic. Um, then. I will, I'll talk about the, the, the new classics, right? I talked about Toy Story being the first one in there. There are a couple of these new ones that are really, really, really good that might be underrated. Um, and I jumped Coco off of this list because it is just that good. And it took the place of The Incredibles, which is also just really good. Both of them, one and two, really good. Uh, Zootopia is also very entertaining, great for kids. It is, again, it's all about animals. Um, you know, and anything with Jason Bateman is just gonna be great. Then, you got the new classic with my man, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, Moana, you can't go wrong with Moana, Uh, and then Brave, I mentioned it before, my daughter loved it, she absolutely loved Brave, classic story of a princess hero, underdog story, she's not pretty, and her mom wants to be pretty, she's a archer, it's like Robin Hood mixed with Pocahontas, mixed with Aladdin, mixed with, you know, some enchanted magical shit going on, it's really great, uh, and then Spies in Disguise with my main man Will Smith and Tom Holland uh, animated movie about a spy that turns into a pigeon. Yes, it sounds fucking stupid, but it was truly entertaining, very funny, uh, and it was great. So those those are definitely the, the most watchables that I absolutely recommend. You're not going to go wrong with them, and they're going to be entertaining for the whole family to watch. I guarantee you that if you sit down as parents watching with your kids and the kids get bored, All of these, you're going to end up watching on your own. Now, the movies that don't hold up from when you were little, that you think would be so great. The number one on that list that you should really stay away from is not even worth your time and watching. And I know you think I'm probably going to talk Pinocchio. I'm probably going to say Cinderella. Maybe Sleeping Beauty. Uh Uh-uh. 101 Dalmatians. Dalmatians movie is goddamn terrible. I could not even make it through the first three minutes of the movie without my daughter She's starting to slap me because it was so slow. You remember being so upbeat and, and Cruella DeVille being so scary. She's not scary. She just looks like an insane person. You know, uh, it, it is a terrible, terrible, terrible movie. It is so slow. The animation is so bad. It is just really, really terrible. That's one that they should have saved for live action because a live action is much better. Um, the other one I mentioned, Beauty and the Beast, but that's all preference, right? I just I'm not a Beauty and the Beast guy. I never I never I never bang with Beauty and the Beast. It was always one of my least favorites, um and it remains that way today, 30 years later. um The other one that I was really surprised and I watched this the other day because I really loved it as a kid was The Nightmare Before Christmas. I loved it when I was a kid. I'm in the scary movies. It was in the animated movies. I love Nightmare Before Christmas. Watched the other day. Terrible. Couldn't even pay attention. I was just like, this is boring. I'm done. I'm out. I left it on in the background and I don't even know why. It was not barely even, I think I left it on the background to mute because it was that bad. Um, but yeah, Nightmare Before Christmas also doesn't really hold up. It was great when it came out because the way that Tim Burton did the animation and all that stuff, but stay away. Don't even waste your time. That Frankenweenie, that's also terrible. It's like another one in the vein of Nightmare Before Christmas. Kind of like a, almost like a, a a visual sequel to it. Get rid of it. Don't even watch it. And the other, the other two that are, just stay far, far away from. Please do not even waste your time. Wreck-It Ralph. Freaking terrible. That was the worst goddamn movie I've ever seen in my entire life. And Inside Out inside out I thought it was going to be entertaining and I was into it for maybe the first 20 minutes and then I just got confused I had no idea what was going on there uh, there were all these emotions and emotions get mixed and then the sad one takes over but where's the happy and then there's memories I'm just like what and then they're going to different places I'm like where I don't even understand what's going on and the girl they're talking about getting mad I'm like what it makes no sense at all whatsoever it's very confusing shout out to amy polar because she tries to be funny but it was just a nightmare of a watch you should stay far far away from it your kids will look at you very confused and then they will go off doing something other than that when you could have you know it's six o'clock in the morning you want your kid to pay attention to what to what they're watching on tv so they don't start clanging around their pots and pans inside out not the way to do it um so with all that said, that is the dad hard god to Disney Plus. Uh, that was just it was I think it was more fun for me to watch than to actually go through on an analytical side. But follow that lead, and I promise you, you will be not unhappy with with the movies that you end up watching and, and, and the content you consume with your kids. So, yeah, enjoy Disney Plus. If you don't have it, download it right away. It is a fantastic tool i swear it is super helpful um and with that said that's all for this week's episode of dad hard with the podcast coming off last week's deep dive into postpartum depression i wanted to give a little bit of a lighthearted episode um so i hope you enjoyed and catch us next week uh where we get back into a little bit of serious stuff uh and it's actually perfect coming off this election so uh stay tuned for that until then same dead hard time, same dead hard place. That's all for us. We're out. Peace. Remember
0: back in the days before you got blazed and lost in the hay. haze. Remember back in the times when being just a kid was fun Right, right. Remember back in the days before you had brains I cared about your ways. Care about nothing back remember then. back in the times when being just a kid was fun. Right, right. Ain't that the truth, man? Yeah. I wish I could go back being a little kid again, man. Remember them good times. Everything was free spirit and all that. I'm talking the playground. He was playing on the monkey balls or whatever. No, what? Sprinklers, your hydrants going off.